Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. We are ramping up the week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via the contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh-uh, don't touch that dial. There's excitement galore coming up in the next hour when you'll hear Mildred, the masked mother, say to her son, Go to sleep, my baby. Uh, mommy. Yes, Benton? I think I could sleep if you'd stop for a while. During another exciting episode of Chicken Man. He's everywhere! He's everywhere! The most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Fridays, we hope to say the secret word on You Bet Your Life. This episode originally aired on December 26, 1951. Now, George, what is the secret word? Ladies and gentlemen... The secret word tonight is paper. P-A-P-E-R. He spells too. Really? You bet your life! More than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America present Roger Marks in You Bet Your Life. The comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. And here he is, the one, the only... Careful how you handle that name. Oh, that's me. Well, here I am again with $3,500 for one of our couples. Groucho, we have a pair of young, unattached people now who... Well, how lucky you are. <laughs> Who've not met each other up until this moment. Oh. I'd like you to meet them now. Um, just before we went in the air, our studio audience selected them. They're Miss Carol Silverspar and Mr. Robert Murray. Meet Groucho Marx, kids. Well, welcome, youngsters, for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you see every day. Miss Carol Silverspar. Where are you from? Uh, that's an odd name, Silverspar, isn't it? Yes, it's Swedish. Oh, are you Svenska? No, just the name. Oh, just the name, huh? And uh, may I ask how old you are? Yes, I'm 20. 20, eh? And, and not married, huh? Not yet. Don't be so elated, Carol. <laughs> and Robert Murray, huh? That's right, sir. That's a fine upstanding. Where, where are you from, Bob? San Francisco, Bob? sir. San Francisco, huh? And, and what is your age? Uh, 20, sir. 
You're not uh, married either? No, not married. What do you think of uh, Carol here? <laughs> well, in my book, she's all right. Kind of cute. Have you got your book with you? Maybe I can... <laughs> You're in the book business, huh, Bob? No, I'm in paint business. Oh, I thought you said in your... Oh, well. I'm in the paint business myself, you know. Fine. I'm what they call the varnishing American. <laughs> Among other things. Now, what uh, what company do you work for? Uh, W.P. Fuller and Company. Oh, they have good paints, too. Huh? What, what's your job there? Uh, I'm pebble mill operator. Paint mixer. You make pebble? You mean you make big ones, uh, little ones out of big ones? <laughs> well, what, I... What's a pebble mill? Well, pebble mill is a uh, tank that's used in making paint. It mixes paint. Oh, in other words, you mix paints, is that it? Yes, sir. Well, uh, how, how do you mix them? At first, you run a vehicle and a pigment together, and that makes a paste. That's so. I should think if you ran a pigment and a vehicle together, you'd get pork chops. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Carol, who, who do you work for? I'm with Rosemary Reed Swimsuit Company. You, you work for an outfit that makes uh, bathing Swimsuits. suits for girls? Yes. Oh, that's about as dull a job as I can think of. Huh? <laughs> what, do you, what do you do there? Well, I'm assistant to the publicity manager, and I also uh, model suits and shows. How do you feel about bathing beauties, Bob? Oh, I like them. Don't it. say you've never bathed any. That's a very old joke. I'm huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not in the mood for old jokes. <laughs> By the way, are you busy tomorrow night, Carol? Yes, I am. She's not in the mood for old jokes either. <laughs> now, in just one minute, you're going to play your bet your life for a chance at the $3,500 question. But first, here's some advice I want you to hear about. Have you seen? Did you ride? Did, Did you, you drive, drive a new DeSoto? Hurry up. Do it now. At, at your dealers today. today. Yes, do it now. Visit your DeSoto Plymouth dealer and get acquainted with the car that's designed for you and your budget, too. The new, the 1952 DeSoto. Here's a car of solid comfort with chair-high seats that give you plenty of leg room and smooth-riding Auroflow shock absorbers to baffle the bumps. There's added safety with extra-wide windshield and window areas for better vision and safety rim wheels to protect your family in case of blowouts. And remember the protection you get with DeSoto's waterproof ignition that lets you drive in any kind of weather. See it, ride in it, drive the exciting new 1952 DeSoto. The car that's designed for you and your budget, too. Now at your DeSoto Plymouth dealers. It's designed for you and your budget, too. It's the 1952 DeSoto. And remember, the dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth, the value jewel of the low-priced field. Let's see how you work together as a team. Uh, Mr. Fenneman, would you mind explaining the rules? You've got as much of your $20 as you want on each of four questions, and the couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $3,500 DeSoto Plymouth question later in the show. Here's your first question. How much of the 20 are you going to bet? Ten. Ten. A large city in Wisconsin has the same name as the fourth president of the United States. What is the name of this city? Madison. Madison, Madison is right. 
And you're on your way with $30. I took some medicine right before the show. Remember, you're going for $3,500 tonight. How much of your $30 are you going to bet this time? $25. Oh, yeah. The capital of North Carolina has the same name as a famous English soldier and explorer. What is the name of this city? Raleigh. Raleigh. Raleigh is right. Raleigh is right. You now have $55. Raleigh. Well, here's your third question. How much of the 55 are you going to bet? 50. $50. One of the largest cities in Texas was named for the first president of the Texas Republic. What is the name of this city? Houston. Houston is right. You climbed to $105. This is your last chance to beat the other couples. You're going to bet how much? Uh, we'll take it all. You're going to bet $105. 105. The capital of Nevada was named after a western frontiersman. What is the name of this city? Uh, Carson. Carson City is right. <laughs> and you wind up with a grand total of $210. Thanks and see you. Thanks and the season's greetings from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. We uh, have a housewife and a grandmother for you now, Groucho, and here they are. Mrs. Mertie Hardy Green and Mrs. Lois Coons. Ladies, meet Groucho Marx. Right in here. Well, welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you see every day. Mrs. Uh, mighty Hardy Green, eh? Well, you don't look very green, but I... I must say you look mighty hardy. Eh? <laughs> you mind if I call you, uh, uh Mrs. Green? No. Where are you from, mate? I was born in Chicago. Do you live there now? No. Where do you live now? I live in Wilsell, Montana. Lois, uh, uh, where are you from? I was born in Sydney, Australia. Well, that's the Antipodes, isn't it? That's right. I see. How long have you been in this country? Five and a half years. And you're a grandmother, huh? Not me. Oh. oh. <laughs> You, you've lived here how long? <laughs> Five and a half years. Well, say, you've learned to speak the language very quickly, haven't you? <laughs> Did you have much trouble understanding people when you first arrived here? Oh, they speak English in Australia. I know, but very few people speak it in the United States. And <laughs> <laughs> you say you're not a grandmother? <laughs> no. Well, then, you, are you a grandmother, Mr. Yes, Stein? I am. Oh. You don't look like a grandmother. I am. May, may I ask your age? Yes. <laughs> how, uh, how old are you, Mrs.? Uh, it's a question I always hate to ask. How old are you, Mrs. Green? Well, I was 69 my last birthday. <laughs> Well, you certainly don't look it. You're a, you're a tribute to Montana. In short, Mrs. Green, you're a beaut. Thank you. <laughs> Montana? What brought you to Hollywood, Mrs. Green? And don't say the Santa Fe Railroad, because that joke is older than both of us. <laughs> well, I came to Hollywood on business for the National Federation of Grandmothers Clubs of America. The National Federation of Grandmothers? You mean even grandmothers carry union cards these days? <laughs> They're organized. Lois, how did you... We'll, we'll take this up a little later. Oh, right. 
Please pretty do. serious stuff, yes. And something I don't want to skim by this. Lois, how did you meet your husband? Unfortunately, I understand you're married. <laughs> I was in a coffee lounge in Sydney, and an American came in. He was one of the first three Americans in Sydney. Then uh, le- uh, a week or so after that, my mother thought it would be nice to invite two Americans down for the weekend. And so she called him up and asked him to come down, bring a cobber with him. Bring what? A cobber. It's, um... What's that, a bear? A cove. Um... A cove? Well, a bloke, um... A pal. You call it a pal. I thought you had a bear in a cave there for a Well, You were lonely for a bloke, is that it? Lois, I'm always on the on the lookout for jokes from other countries. Could you recall one of one or two uh, uh, down under caucus? Oh dear, they told so many. Uh, <laughs> well, there was one uh, about the American airman who was wounded and woke up in an Australian hospital after being unconscious. He opened his eyes and said to the nurse, "Oh, nurse, did they bring me here to die?" She said, no, they brought you yesterday. <laughs> well, if that's a typical Australian joke, no wonder Australia is down under. <laughs> now, uh, you're going to play your bet your life. You beat our other couples, you'll get a chance at the $3,500 question. I can't tell you how much you have to win, but uh, George is going to remind our listeners. The young people won $210. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected name the fruit. Is that right? Yes. Here's your first question. How much How much will you bet, Lois? Ten, huh? Ten dollars? Ten. All right. What kind of a fruit is a bing? Cherry. Cherry is right. I always thought it was a crosby. You're on your way. You have $30. How much of your $30 are you going to bet on your second question? Twenty-five. All right. What kind of a fruit is a Macintosh? Apple. Apple is right. You now have fifty-five dollars. Fifty-five dollars is your third question. How much will you bet? Say one cent. Say one. one. Okay. Oh, You're going to bet fifty-four dollars oh, and ninety-nine oh, cents. Is that right? Oh no, we, we bet oh. five. Come on, time to Say five then. All right. You're going to bet fifty dollars. What kind of a fruit is a catawba? C-A-T-A-W-B-A. Catawba. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a grape. You now have five dollars. Now, here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much of the five dollars will you bet? <laughs> All five. All five dollars. All right. What kind of a fruit is an Alberta? Peach. Peach is right. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, we're going to give you a one question here. This will be for $15, so that will give you a total of 25 Now, this is a tough question. I want you to think hard, and please no help in the audience. From what animal do we get a rabbit's foot? <laughs> a rabbit is right. Now, you've got $25. Thanks and a Happy New Year from the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers.
Groucho, uh, we have a special guest tonight, Mr. Robert W. Barry, Director of Civil, uh, Civil Defense for the City of Los Angeles. His partner is a sailor from the United States Navy, selected by our studio audience just before we went on the air. And Groucho, Mr. Barry is really a rear admiral in the Navy, but uh, of course we haven't told the sailor that yet. So let's bring him in now, shall we? Uh, Groucho, I'd like you to meet Mr. Barry and Seaman uh, Cecil Hawkins. And here they are now. Welcome, kids, for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you see every day. Now, let's see. Mr. Robert W. Berry uh, and uh, Seaman uh, Cecil Hawkins, eh? Mr. Berry, where are you from? Well, I was born on the east side of New York on uh, 91st Street and 3rd Avenue over a saloon. Over a saloon. That is correct. Say, you come right in my neighborhood. I, was, I used to live in 93rd Street. I was born 78th Street in 3rd Avenue. Not over a saloon, though. I was born over a whisker chef. <laughs> which is a baloney factory. And I've been dishing it out ever since. <laughs> Sailor, what, what's your home? Shreveport, Louisiana. How old are you? 26. How long have you been in the Navy, uh, Commander? Well, I'm not a commander. I'm a seaman. Eight years. Oh. <laughs> On this program, you're a commander. I just promoted you. <laughs> What kind of a mud scow are you on? Well, I'm on a tanker, AO-58. A tanker? Yeah, the Manatee, USS Manatee. Where did you go on your last trip? Well, we just come back from Korea. Say, as I recall it, your whole gang went, crew went down to the blood bank, didn't they? Uh... Yes, sir, the whole crew, 100% of them, donated blood. Well, I'm glad I have the opportunity to thank you personally, Cecil. Thank you. This ought to make a lot of people ashamed of themselves that the boys in the service have to do this. You have a lot of ribbons on your chest there, too. Uh, what do they stand for? Well, Groucho, I got a few of them during the last war. And I'm getting a few in this one. I have the United Nations and the Korean ribbon, Japanese occupation, American theater, and Philippine liberation, and China service, and this kind of now, Cecil, I'm curious. What's life in the Navy like these days, for example? What's the first thing you do in the morning? Fall overboard? No, we heave out and try sub. You better explain. I don't think Mr. Barry knows what you're talking about. I do, but he doesn't. You explain it to Mr. Barry, huh? He's well, a landlubber. Yeah. Well, Mr. Barry, heave out and try sub. Is that you get out of your sack the first thing in the morning. And after you're out of your sack, you put your rack up. You see, you hook it up where it'll be out of the way of the passageway so the fellows can move about their work, you see. What do you think of it, Mr. Barry? How do you like uh, life in the Navy? How does it sound to you? You think you'd like it? It sounds very interesting to me. Believe me, it sounds very interesting. You can learn something from this fellow here. I can just see you heaving out and tricing up at six in the morning. 
Now, look, Cecil, you're out here in front of a lot of people. Is there anything about the Navy that you'd like to see change? You know, this is your big chance, you know. Go ahead, speak up. I'll protect you. Well, you know, a lot of Navy to... people listen all over the world of this show, and yeah. you know, you might be doing some good for it. Well, there's a new uniform they're trying to put out now, Groucho. It has pants pockets, just like the trousers that the civilians wear. Mm -hmm. And they, uh, they don't look too well. It's sloppy looking, and it's not typical Navy as it always has been. And then the Reveille, they have 0600 Reveille every morning. That's 365 days a year. I'd like to see about getting that changed. <laughs> You realize, of course, this is mutiny, don't you, Cecil? There might be some admirals listening in. You better be careful. Commander, no, I, I think I think I'll make you an admiral now, Cecil. Uh, would you rather be a vice admiral or a rear admiral? Well, since you're promoting me, I'd rather be a full admiral. <laughs> well, what do you want to be full of? Beans? Why would you rather be a full admiral? Well, full admiral is as high as you can go. Well, some admirals can go pretty high, especially around New Year's Eve. <laughs> Cecil, do you think I'd make a good sailor? Well, frankly, no. <laughs> How about uh, Mr. Barry here? How long do you think he'd last in the Navy? Well, he wouldn't last very long. <laughs> He might get through a hitch, then he might not. <laughs> He'd be suited for the job. It's, it's mostly for young men. But what do you think of admirals in general? Or what do you think of generals and admirals? No. What do you think of admirals in general? Well, I hadn't been around admirals very much. Well, I have news for you, Cecil. This is the first time an admiral has ever been this close to a sailor. <laughs> Seaman, I'd like you to shake hands with Rear Admiral Robert W. Berry of the United States Navy. Hi, right. Hi, Cecil, I just said shake hands. You don't have to shake all over, you know. <laughs> Now, how long do you say you thought he'd last in the Navy? Yeah, not very long. Well, uh, Admiral, uh, tell me, uh, how long have you been in the Navy? Well, uh, I'm now retired, uh, Mr. Marks, but I had 36 and a half years with the Navy. Well, even now that you're retired, do you, do you still have to heave out and trice up at six in the morning? And if you say yes, I'll cancel your shore leave. Right? Uh, Admiral Barry, before we go any further, he's a real nice admiral, isn't he? Yes, sir, very nice. You could be an irons, you know, in 15 minutes. Admiral Barry, before we go any further, I want to thank you for coming here tonight. I know how busy you are, so let's talk about your present job. I understand that you're in charge of civil defense in Los Angeles. Is that right? That is correct, Mr. Marks. And what does what that uh, consist of? The main thing is to make certain, that, to see that every man, woman, and child 
in a city of Los Angeles is conscious of civil offense. Well, that's a very big job. It's tough enough just to see to it that everyone in Los Angeles is conscious. <laughs> Tell me, uh, Admiral Barry, how can the average citizen participate in your program? Because this is real important. There are several uh, simple points that everybody should learn. One, I recommend wholeheartedly, Mr. Marks, that every household in our country have some person trained in first aid techniques. That training is given by our great American National Red Cross. That is at no cost to the citizen at all. Well, I suppose it was an atomic attack. What should the average citizen do about it? Well, I think the main thing to do is know what to do with our utilities. That's the first thing to do. In other words, turn your gas, water, and, and electricity off at the normal appliance right at the stove or the wall switch. But leave the electricity on so that you can turn your radios on. Uh, the radio is the important thing so you can receive official instructions from your disaster organization in your local city. I hope this is clear to all you people out there, because this may be very important to all of us. Well, sailor boy, have you thought of anything else about the Navy that you'd like to have changed? <laughs> we have an admiral here, you know. Just speak up. He can't hurt you. He's retired. Well, frankly, Groucho, I like the Navy. We'll just leave it like it is. Well, apparently you do like it. <laughs> that was the shortest mutiny in the history of the sea. <laughs> Well, we're grateful to both of you because the both of you are fighting to keep the rest of us safe and alive, and it's been a privilege to talk with you, and I wish each of you the greatest success in your jobs. Well, thank you so much, Davis Marks. Now you're going to play your bet your life, and you beat our other couples, and you get a chance at the $3,500 question. Can't tell you how much you have to win, but George is going to remind our listeners. The young people still lead with $210. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected words beginning with the letters P-E-R. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? Oh. Talk it over with the Admiral. Oh, well, we'll say $10. $10. Well. What do you call a pleasant scent or fragrance? Begins with the letters per. P-E-R. Perfume. Perfume yeah. is right. <laughs> I remember you're going for $3,500. <laughs> how much of the $30 will you bet on your second question? You're the quarterback, Roy. Whatever you want. Well, let's see. That's a real admiral, shifting all the responsibilities uh, of sailor. We'll pay $25, $25. Yeah. Submarines use this device to scan the surface while remaining submerged. What do you call it? Begins with P-E-R. Periscope. Periscope is right. You're climbing. You have $55. All right. Here's your third question. How much of the $55 you going to go for? $50. $50. What is it called when you bear false witness or speak falsely under oath? P-E-R. Perjury. Perjury. Perjury is right. <laughs> Here's your last chance to be the other couples. How much of the 55? No, they have 105 dollars. How much are you going to bet? To shoot the works. Shoot the works. Shoot 105. <laughs> what is the word beginning with per used in punctuation marking the end of a sentence? Period. Period is right. And you wind up with a grand total of $210, and that means that you're tied with the young people, our first couple. They also had $210, and in just one minute, you'll both get a chance at the DeSoto Plymouth $3,500 question. In 
It's open season for New Year's resolutions, and I hope you car owners make a firm resolve to take better care of your car this coming year. You know, expert service, regular service, including proper lubrication, will add many miles of safe driving to your car. With a definite saving on gas and oil, on tire wear, and on replacement of parts. And friends, no place anywhere is better fitted to give you this kind of service than a DeSoto Plymouth dealer's. Because DeSoto Plymouth dealer's service is tailored to the highest standards. The mechanics who work on your car are trained in factory methods. They work with the most modern tools and equipment. And if your car should need it, your DeSoto Plymouth dealer has access to the right factory-tested and approved replacement parts. All this adds up to top service, and you'll find it's courteous service at a fair price. So resolve to do your car a good turn this year. Take it where you see the famous sign of better service, the friendly sign of a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. And here come our winning couples, the young people and the admiral and the sailor, all set for the DeSoto Plymouth $3,500 question. Everybody in. Okay, here we are now. Here we go with two couples tied for a chance at the $3,500. Each couple will decide on a single answer and write it down on one of these cards. If both couples get it right, we'll split the money between them. Okay, you have 15 seconds after I read you the question. Here it is. In 1595, Sir Walter Raleigh led an expedition to South America in search of a mythical city of great riches. Many other adventurers later searched in vain for this legendary city of gold. For $3,500, what name do we know it by? Write it down on a piece of paper. the cards, one card so. at a time. <laughs> this is Lake, uh, what is this? Titicaca. No, that's not, and Inca is wrong. It's, it's El Dorado, I think. Oh, El, Dorado. El Dorado is right. There nice it is. Try, nice try. That was a tough okay. question. I'm sorry, the correct answer is El Dorado. That means the big question next week will be worth $4,000. Well, you lost the big money, but you each won. How much did they win? $210 in the Well, that's not too bad. Uh, congratulations, and thanks to both of you and to all of our contestants on the show tonight. From the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers, you bet your life. again next Wednesday night at the same time for the Groucho Marx Show, when the big question will be worth $4,000. And don't miss Groucho's television show, also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. Two great cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember... See the 1952 DeSoto. Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. In today's high-speed traffic, it's more important than ever to keep a safe stopping distance behind the vehicle ahead. 
Stay at least one vehicle length behind for every 10 miles per hour under good conditions, but more when streets are wet and icy. Oh, by the way, Groucho's on the cover of Time magazine this week. Thought you might like to read about him. You Bet Your Life, transcribed from Hollywood, is produced by John Goodell. Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. Mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. As you'll recall, the Wicked Witch of the West had turned the winged warrior into a big green lizard. However, the magic spell was broken when an attractive blonde wearing an ankle bracelet kissed the green lizard three times. Now, that's once, Miss Helfinger. I know, I know. Just two more times, then. All right. Miss Helfinger? I know, one more time. Right, one more time. All right. You going to do it? Just don't rush me. Uh, take your time. All right, here's kiss number three. Kiss number three. You moved. I'm sorry. Why did you move? Oh, I'm nervous. Well, don't move. Don't move, Winged Warrior. Okay, I'm all set. All right. Yeah! Thank you, Miss Helfinger. Really appreciate it. Boy, it really worked. I'm the winged warrior again. No, try and stay that way because I'm not going through that all over again. Now I will return to my original mission. You mean to conquer and crush the wicked witch of the West? Uh, but winged warrior, what if the wicked witch casts another spell? And once again turns you into a great big green lizard. Well, I don't think there's much chance of that. No, I'm not going to go through all this over again. Don't worry. I know now how to prevent the wicked witch from turning me into a big green lizard. You do? Yes. It's all here in this witchcraft manual. I am not going to go through this all over again. Don't worry. I'm all set now. And so, having been returned to his crusading crime-fighting self, the fantastic feathered fighter returns once again to the residence of the Wicked Witch of the West. Hi, it's me. Yes, so it is. Surprised, huh? Come in, come in. Thanks. Well, as you know, I've come here to conquer and crush you. You, my fine feathered friend, are a great... No use trying that green lizard thing again because it won't work. Why not? Because I've got my fingers crossed, see? So you do. Uh-huh. Just like it says in the wishcraft manual. Well, well, well. You can try it if you want, but it won't work. I'll take your word for it. No, it's all right. Go ahead. Try it. All right. Go ahead. I'm all set. You are a great big green toad. Uh-huh. See, it didn't work because... Did you say toad? Yes, and that's what you are. <laughs> and that's what I am. Wow. Leaping lizard. Having his fingers crossed only kind of worked for the feathered fighter, didn't it? And another thing. 
I'll bet Chicken Man will be hopping mad if Miss Hellfinger says, I told you so. Be listening tomorrow for another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. I looked to see if I could find video of the seaman after he found out his partner was a rear admiral. But the audio is pretty funny. Also, pretty exciting we had a tie, which we rarely have. But how did they miss that final question? I mean, El Dorado? I, I could have been a winner. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and on our host, Anchor.fm. You can listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and find the best location that suits you. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com or by joining our Vintage Radio Club and get an extra episode a week. The Shadow returns on Monday and Groucho will be back next Friday. For some more, you bet your life. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off.